aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mr. Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Roth, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though? It isn't a Tuesday. Today is a Wednesday coming at you on a different day from our normal slot. But we've got a lot to talk about today. Shout out to the homie Bulletproof Troop for the link. With all that said, you got NWA Sam Hain coming down this weekend. And who better to talk to than the lady who might be your new NWA Women's Champion, come the end of said pay-per-view so with the debut on the show we've got miss ruthie J. how you doing i'm good thank you for having me how are you can't complain other than this rainy ass weather we got here in michigan which is nothing new here we ain't doing all right we ain't doing too bad how are you Corey? you all right yeah i'm hanging in there man hanging in there just trying to get uh the little ones together with homework trying to shuffle that together to uh make sure i can hop on this show but other than that doing well <laughs> you gotta love it what up though chris checking in from massachusetts this guy i swear man he might be taking donald's spot for like top knockouts and three counts fan i swear even though ed's got it on his license plate bro i mean i i feel like chris might be like taking that spot but hey. you... <laughs> well, that's not a bad spot to have right <laughs> you're you're not, <clears throat> you're not wrong Oof. But with that said, you know, like I said, everybody, you said it yourself before we went live. Everybody's dealing with it. Um, with that said, the first thing I want to talk about before we get to NWA and before we get to NWA Samhain is I always like to hear, like, where people are, what is it that hooked people into wrestling? Not just why did you get into wrestling? Because I swear to God, that's so overdone. I just mean the simple of it's one thing to why you wanted to get into wrestling, but what was it that got what hooked you into wrestling? Are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I was like, it's kind of him. My okay. bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a <laughs> I was paramiming for a minute. <laughs> um, I always watched it as a kid. You know, as a kid, everybody watches it. You know, you think it's cool. You think it's real. And then I came here to like America when I was like four and I didn't speak like any English, but wrestling was like so universal. You know who to cheer, yeah. who to boo without even having the knowledge of what's going on. Cause it's so universal. when it's done, right. <laughs> when it's done, right. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, back then I watched it so much as a kid, my babysitter used to put it on all the time, like at night. And it always caught my attention when I grew up, I never grew out of that. Who well, do you got a specific person that really hooked you? Because, like, for me, I can tell you Stone Cold was it for me. Like, I grew up right in the middle of the Attitude Era, was when I first started watching about 98, and it was Stone Cold, it was The Rock, it was Triple H. And then, obviously, as I've gotten older, I've went and watched all the other stuff. But was there anybody in specific that hooked you? I always say I have a top five. Okay, never one person, that's fair. That's fair. Five. Um, it's Kurt Angle. Um, <clears throat> Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Jericho. Top five. That that's a that's not a hell of say, a list. Not to say he's not impressive because he absolutely was. And even me being more the MMA side on the show, I feel like Kurt Angle is somebody that stands out to me. But to hear a female wrestler kind of 
point him out as one of their top five is kind of it's kind of surprising to me. He's a vote for sure. You can't go Probably wrong underrated. with Kurt Angle. Never. <laughs> no. Totally yeah. underrated. Yeah. Yes. And when you when you look at his actual collegiate wrestling side, his Olympic wrestling side, and then you factor in the fact that he turned that into such a su- successful professional wrestling career after the fact. I mean, right. yeah, it's hard to argue with somebody like that for sure. Andy was going to fight in the UFC at one point too. A lot of people don't know that the season of the ultimate, the ultimate, the season of the ultimate fighter that had Kimbo slice on it was also going to have Kurt angle on it, except Kurt angle had already uh, accepted his deal with TNA. So because he had already agreed to his deal with TNA, he didn't fight on the ultimate fighter because the other thing was Kurt angle, wasn't going to just come on that show. Like a lot of those guys, you're not getting paid to be on the ultimate fighter. So like, you know, for him to come in, you know, he was going to have to get paid in order for him to be fighting. But what's crazy about that is like so many people held Riddle too coming through the Ultimate Fighter. But uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how Kurt would have done in a cage, especially after what we saw with uh, Brock, dude. I feel like I feel like we might have missed out a little bit just to see what would have happened, even if it was only once. It would have been interesting. <laughs> I mean, if if nothing else, he'd be able to he'd be able to get somebody down, take them down, and hold them down, which a lot of times is winning you fights. But I feel like uh, you know what we saw in that movie Warrior, he could get going with it. But back to you. So with that said, before we get to NWA, I also know that you're the current reigning defending Coastal Championship Wrestling Champion as well. So tell me about that. Tell me about winning the uh, championship there in your reign so far, and. Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, Myla Monroe after, or, yeah, there's what I said, right? And that with that said, Myla Moore, excuse me, I've said it wrong. Um, Mila Moore, Mila Moore. Yes, good Lord. I, I, I'm bad yeah. with names sometimes, but you no, know where I'm going. You're on the right I saw the videos. I was, watching, I, I was watching the Instagram when I was doing my stuff, doing my uh, research while we were on lunch, and I saw – that you guys already had a little bit of scuffle. She's coming for that belt. Tell me how you're feeling with it. You know, I just won the title the beginning of the year. I'm not the end of the year. The beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Like October just starts. I win a title, the CCW Women's Championship. I defend it. I have my first title defense literally a week after that. I'm happy. I'm in the ring celebrating a little bit. And here she comes all mad and attacks me from behind. So, you know, I had to get my lick back backstage <laughs> and get her and get her back, but you know, now it's on site. So if she wants me for the title at the next show that we have, or whatever show we have next at CCW, it's on site. So tell me a little bit about CCW. So I've got a few of the homies that are down there. So I've been watching pretty closely what they had going down there, obviously uh, Bulletproof Troop, but also our friend, the American Kaiju, Lindsey Snow, who was just up here in Detroit too. So. Tell us a little bit about CCW and what they got going down there, man, because I keep hearing about it even all the way up here in Detroit. Well, CCW is kind of unique. It's a great place to wrestle in Florida because we have so many different venues, and that's not heard of with, like, a lot of indie wrestling, especially, like, places that can draw every month, and it's not one venue. It's multiple venues. So CCW is very unique for that, especially for wrestlers trying to get their foot into the door. You have all these different crowds you can work in front of, to fill it out, to fill out your character, your mic skills, anything you need to do. Like CCW in Florida, and it goes to Nashville as well. Like it's a brand that's unheard of. 
like for the independent circuit in wrestling. I I mean they're doing something right because like I said all the way up here in Detroit I keep seeing and hearing and seeing so many of the people that we have on the show showing up over there man so I had to ask what it is that is bringing people over there like that but we've got bigger fish to fry or more importantly so do you this weekend because you might have a ch- you've got a chance here at the NWA Women's Championship so before we get to your match. Tell me about being with NWA, because right now it seems like it's a great time to be with the NWA. I mean, we're hearing rumors of TV deals and all these things from Billy Corgan and all that stuff. They just had the Smashing Pumpkins tour. Tell me about being with the NWA, and then we'll talk a little bit about your match. So I got signed around, like, I believe March or April. No, I lied. Around June. So early summer I got signed, and that's when I did the tour with the – the world is a vampire like being signed was honestly so unexpected because i only worked for them like two or three times before that um and i was only doing like extra work or like just doing extra matches for them for their tapings and then i got an opportunity to wrestle in this hardcore rules like team match on their pay-per-view because somebody else got injured unfortunately but that's when i really like had their attention like hey maybe this girl maybe we should pay attention to this girl. And they did. And later that week, I literally got a phone call from talent agent saying, hey, we want to sign you. And I will never forget that morning. I literally woke up to that phone call. And I was like, wow. (laughs) That was amazing. Clearly, they're paying attention. If you're already on the title trajectory just a couple months, basically, into your organization. (laughs) So um yeah being signed was well getting signed was cool and now the actual process of being signed um it's cool too you get to go on the on tour and you get to do the tapings and the pay-per-view weekends are always fun and everybody backstage is so professional so helpful nobody's really rude there's really nothing saucy or like heating up backstage you never hear us on you know pw insider like oh this person has heat you never hear that about NWA because it's like so chill like there's really no heat no beef with anybody everybody's so professional backstage well what go ahead I was gonna say what do you think that boils into is that just the fact of who's getting signed and the fact of they kind of all know how to play within this organization together or what do you think plays into the fact that like you say the back room being as chill as it is and kind of allowing the organization to grow while continuing to let people like you begin to really uh, show their star power, I guess you could say. I would say the egos. Egos are in check because literally all wrestling is, anytime you can see it goes bad, is because of somebody's ego. Oh, I don't like how this guy is talking to me. This guy needs to respect me. Ego. I feel like everybody's ego is in check when it comes to like NWA and like our, our backstage area or our locker room, especially with the female locker room because, you know, not even gonna lie to you sometimes the men can be worse than the females so it's like yeah ego i I think all of our egos are in check i mean we have everybody's got a little bit of ego and you ain't wrong i mean with everything you hear that from with you know what happened with cm punk to all the other stuff you know somebody's pissed off at what somebody else said whether who knows what was really said or whatever it all boils down to somebody didn't like something that somebody else said and that's how they ended up in the spot you're at so you're 100 percent right on that one but with that said i mean it's a great place for you guys to be in when you guys are talking about tv deals and stuff like that with that said 
you know, with NWA putting out a product that's like studio wrestling and stuff, how do you feel about studio wrestling? And what do you think NWA is going to bring that's going to set them out uh, apart in these TV deals? Um, I think the talent is going to set us apart uh, from the TV deals because right now we're bringing in new, fresh faces and we still keep the old ones, of course, to guide the, the newer faces. But we also have like a great like abundance of new and old because NWA is like a 75 year old company. So we have a lot of people tuning in that are that have watched it from older times and new people tuning in that's never seen it before. So I think that's one of the biggest things that we have at NWA, a young crowd and an old crowd. So that's something that's very unique that I say that NWA has that a lot of wrestling companies don't have. Yeah, so hard. go ahead. Sorry, Kyle. It's a it's a hard thing to do to kind of like you say, keep the hardcore fans happy, the people that tune in week to week, and keep them tuned in, keep them interested and in stuff like that. While also to your point, trying to drag in new eyeballs every week. That that's a hard balance to really play. It is, it is, and right now we're doing a good job because we're still keeping people like eyes on the company, on the product. And people are loving the production of everything. It's still new, and it still gives you that old flavor of NWA. So they're not too away from their roots and everything. Like with the flags, every different kind of flag, you still see the outline of old NWA still today present. Speaking of that, in the old school of NWA, like I said, I mean, I grew up on Attitude Era stuff, but I went back and I've watched, I've watched everything from Bunkhouse Stampede and all the stuff from the '80s with Flair and Dusty and all that stuff. <laughs> Have you gotten down with uh, any of the old NWA stuff? No, I didn't go back that down. <laughs> no, yeah, not before man. my time. That's too. It was before my idea. time too. So I oh, feel I'm, you. I'm not trying to call you old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Of... Yeah, I mean, hey, usually, I mean, most places we go, I still get carded, even though I'm 31. So it's all right. <laughs> all right. So with that, with that said. Talk to me about becoming the number one contender um, for the title because you faced a past guest of the show in uh, Natalia Markova as well as Miss Kate. Tell me about that match. Tell me about getting the number one contendership and how are you feeling headed into facing Kenzie Page? Um, honestly, when I won the match, I couldn't believe it because part of me was just like both of these women have been here you know, longer than me and are like top talent at NWA. Last time I checked, literally, Natalia had a match with Camille twice in a row, literally, back-to-back on the pay-per-view for the NWA World Championship with Camille. So she's, like, up there, you know? And then Misa, Misa, she is a former NWA Tag Team Champion. So in my head, I'm like, these are two top-caliber female wrestlers here in your company, and I'm winning the match? (laughs) So I was like... Wow, you know, that was like mind-blowing to me. Back to what I said, like you said earlier, I just got signed. So that was like mind-blowing to me. And then when I won and now I'm on this journey, I'm the number one contender, I feel amazing. Like like nothing can stop me when I'm heading into this match. I feel great. Get, going into this match, I feel 100% confident. I like it. And with that said, I mean, you already got that champ mentality like we talked about a little bit earlier. I mean, this is now just a bigger stage. So... Now tell me about Kenzie Page. How do you feel about her being the champion? I mean, her being able to get the title after Camille having such a dominant reign 
Um, how do you feel about this match, and how do you see it playing out? I mean, for her to win the title and dethrone Camille after almost two years with the title, I feel like it makes sense. Like, she's been there since the beginning of the beginning of the Corgan era of NWA. And she's won every single title there. Like, now she's a triple crown champion. It makes sense, you know? You know, the way that she won it, I don't agree with because, you know, I have integrity, but. <laughs> One of the three eyes. Exactly. You see, you know. <laughs> see, I, I pay attention. <laughs> but it got the it got the job done, and now she's champion. She's w- walking around with her pretty empowered hyenas, like they're at the top of the company with the tag team champions and the world champion all ha- hostage. So, I give it to her. Now, talk me talk me real quick through your your mental process. Like you say, you you've made this rise so fast through the the company at this point. You win that match like you did in your last one. How do you kind of deal with that, how you said, like, I'm already here type of mentality while also keeping your ego in check at the same time? It goes back to you being humbled about what you do. Because at any second, God forbid, you can get hurt. Mm -hmm. God forbid you can get sick. Any second, this can get taken away from you, you know? And it could be anybody else but you. Like, for me, I fortunately got the opportunity to wrestle because I replaced somebody else in a match that they were supposed to be in. Unfortunately, La Rosa Negra, like she was in a car accident and she was unable to wrestle. And I was put in her place where I was able to shine through and got the opportunity with NWA. And that will always humble me because that w- that could have not happened. The universe, it just happened like that. So everything happens for a reason. You just gotta be humble because good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. But sometimes good things can happen to bad people. You just want to be a good person. Totally respect it. La Rosa Negra is one of uh, one of our homies, man. We've been uh, rocking with her since the uh, Shine and Evolve days. So definitely, uh, definitely got all the well wishes with the car accident and all that stuff for her as well. That's it. Just nuts. sucks. Like you know, like part of me is like you know I didn't do it. Of course, the universe happens like that. But like the opportunity for me came like that. So that always sticks to the back of my head a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to get shots where you get shots. And opportunities only come around so often in pro wrestling. So if you're getting a shot that could put you towards a world title, I say take it. I mean, besides pro wrestling and just sports in general, I mean, you look at some of the greatest in the world, like Tom Brady, for instance. He was in that same position. He was waiting on the sidelines, essentially, and then eventually got his spot because of an injury. And like you say, we may have never seen what he ended up becoming. He may have just been a bench rider for the rest of his career had that opportunity never came. So like you say, opportunity, when it presents itself, whether opportune or not, you got to be able to take advantage of that timing and really showcase yourself despite maybe being sad or whatever the case for, you know, somebody dealing with the loss of that position. It, it is what it is. It's the, it's the name of sport. Right. You got to love it, though. Like I said, take them where you can get them. But now that we've talked about that, we've talked about you winning the NWA Women's Championship. Before we get out of that, I mean, obviously, like you said, you didn't like the way uh, uh, Kenzie won the title. And so with that said, now as you head into this, do you feel like you're going to need any extra backup going into this one? Do you got a game plan for that kind of stuff? Or are you already kind of... Well, 
honestly, I don't think I need any backup because I can handle my own, you know? But I do have a game plan for this because me and Kenzie, we're not strangers to each other. I know what she can do in the ring. She knows what I can do in the ring. And so when we go out there, I just know she's willing to do whatever it takes. So I got to watch my back, anything she might do or anything she might unravel. I just got to watch my back. I like it. She said she didn't need the help. I don't know, man. It's that's what's always so funny when it comes to being a champion. You know, you see it all. You've seen it on the men's side. You see it on the women's side. People always having that extra insurance policy, whether that be a tag partner, whether that be the hired help or the big henchman. Man, you never know what's going to happen. Even when the ladies get down, I see what uh, Kenzie's trying to do. This one of that's one of the matches that we're looking forward to most, as most of you guys know from our socials as well. Carrie Morton and uh, Alex Taylor of the Southern Six will be joining us tomorrow night as well. So if you guys are watching Sam Hand, you guys definitely got to hit the subscribe button here. But with that said, you know, we also like to talk about what people are doing outside of the ring as well. And it's almost Halloween in this mug. So before uh, we get to Sam Hain, tell me, are you a Halloween fan? Do you like haunted houses? What are we doing for spooky season? So honestly, I'm not doing anything only because... <laughs> Only because I've celebrated Halloween in the past and it hasn't sat right with my spirit because I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween because of okay. religious purposes. Okay. So like now I just said, okay, let me chill out. I want God to do good things in my life. So let me stop playing with God. <laughs> I totally, that's, I can totally respect that. That's one thing. All right. For, to change the subject of the show completely. That's one thing that's always kind of been a curiosity of mine. I see like there's even neighbors of mine, for instance, where they decorate their house, but they decorate it for autumn. You know, everything's with the leaves and stuff like that. It's not Halloween decorations, you know, like they, they, they lean in that direction instead. Like what, as a kid, when you were growing up, seeing all the other kids doing the Halloween traditions and stuff like that, did that impact you in any way and then also now that you are older and like you say you've done kind of the other side of it and now you're back deciding not to celebrate it talk me through that process a little bit you know what i would love to talk you through that process because i never thought about it like that until you asked me because as a kid you know i just thought it was cool you get to dress up you get to trick-or-treat and i never got to go trick-or-treating of course but like i just thought it was cool but then as an adult i think about the thought process of what's going on here like mm -hmm. in a religious perspective like i'm like yeah. we're dressing up our children as demons and goblins and fairies and all these things that they're not but like why one day out of the year for what and then they're supposed to go around saying something like trick or treat that doesn't even sound right so it's like you know like part of me is like it doesn't sit right with my spirit it's just not right how come this one day out of the year and we're being told it's okay to dress like something demonic something ugly but every other day is awful yeah it's it's always been a weird thing to me to see because I, I did not grow up religious like that. So I did grow up on the other side of it. And it's always been something that's been a curiosity of mine, I guess, to, to the families that choose not to celebrate, you know, like what what goes on in that decision, I guess you could say. No, I'm glad you asked me. Thank you. Oh, no. That's one one thing when, like I said in the beginning of the show, I uh, – cover the show as more of the MMA guy. So whenever we do have wrestlers on here, I, I try to more so listen into their stories and what makes them lean into, 
you know, being the person that they are and choosing the life essentially that they did in pro wrestling and stuff. I feel like that's, it's an interesting choice for somebody to make, you know, and I feel like all those little decisions along the lines of even like whether or not to celebrate Halloween, all that leans into the person that you end up being in the ring. No, and I totally respect it because I'm a Christian myself. Anybody that knows me outside the show, they know what time it is, you know, and I, for me, like, I've never been somebody like, I like we, me and J bone every, for the last couple of years, we go to a Halloween party down there in uh Pontiac, just go out and have a good time, that kind of stuff. But I totally can understand on the other side of it though, because you, you're right. And in, in, in reality, even though whether it's, you like candy, you like haunted houses, you all that stuff. For me, I think that's what it's gotten to be as I've gotten older. I think I like the haunted houses and stuff like that more than I yeah. do like Halloween or that necessarily, you know what I mean? So right. like I I usually have like my couple run of like I'll go to like I'll go to a haunted house and then we've hit, the last couple years we've hit that uh Halloween party and then that's been pretty much it for me. When back in the day, my dad was like the biggest the house had to be all lit up and he had all the, you know, we had the whole had the whole deal. So I could totally I could totally see both sides of it being somebody that, like I said, I was a leader in our church for quite a while too. So I've seen, I've seen some of the kids that I had in groups where they were like you who didn't, didn't celebrate it at all. And then others where it's the complete other side. So definitely interesting and cool, uh, cool little sidebar on that it's, one. Definitely wasn't like the, expecting that one. It's like the opposite of Christmas. It's like they both yeah, got it's like they both got commercialized and both became this different thing than what they were originally intended to be. And like you were saying, if you kind of dig into what Halloween used to be, yeah, it used to be a lot spookier, we'll we'll call it. But now it's just little kids dressing up in costumes and knocking on the door to get a piece of candy. So like yeah. you know, it, it's in maybe you know a reason for people to hit the town for a night or whatever the case be but you know it's funny to, the the different scales of it because one being i guess anti-religious back in the day with halloween and christmas being ultra realist or religious back in the day and now i feel like they're both just commercialized holidays no for sure they're both commercialized no, somebody needs to make a profit capitalism <laughs> you know, somebody's always making money, even if it's they're taking money out of my pocket. All right. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. That you got to think about it that way in 2023, because it seems like all everything's getting nothing but more expensive. With that oh, yeah. said, you know, Corey was the one bringing up the fact that he is more of the MMA side of our show. Do you get down with the fight side of stuff, whether that be boxing, MMA, any of that stuff? Honestly, no. I I don't really watch boxing or MMA or anything like that. The only thing I, I probably watched was like MMA, but like early, early when like Ronda was still still in the okay. UFC. Mm-hmm. But that was about it. I feel like Ronda's the name you always hear, whether it's with female wrestlers, female fighters. We just had Zoe Nowicki on with us uh, last week who is competing in the World Combat Games for Team USA, and she's the, said, said the same thing. You know, the effect yeah, that she, Ronda Rousey had. She was everywhere back then. Did well, and follow, such a trailblazer. Did you follow when she made her transition into uh, professional wrestling? Yeah, uh, I watched her first match. I was literally so excited because she was teaming with Kurt Angle. Yeah, I remember that, actually, yeah. 
I was there for that one, man. I just remember looking at it like, wow, this is going to be interesting. I just want to see how this is going to look. Because obviously being somebody who comes from the fight side of it, I was just like, how is this going to work? Is she going to be able to still like integrate her throws like she does? Because you had to you had to know she was going to come in doing a lot of the stuff like MMA. The same as Brock, you know, was kind of a lot more MMA based once he came back after fighting as well. So it's definitely she's definitely the one that we hear people hitting. So before we let you get out of here, we also got one other segment on the show as well. Um, we call it locker room etiquette, but it's not what you would think. It's whether it be pet peeves, whether that be things that piss you off, whether that be advice that you got or anything of the sort. Now I'll give you some of the examples we've already gotten and everybody from the woad to uh, Josh Briggs and them from NXT and everything in between. We got uh, all kinds of different answers. We've gotten wash your balls, keep your baby mama out the locker room, bring your own uh, squirt bottle, bring your own wrist tape. Uh, make sure that you obviously all the other ones like shake everybody's hands and all that stuff. Silas Young said never get to uh, never to get too comfortable. Um, Ninja Max said to always still be training. So there's all kinds of different ones. Do you I have any? Keep your, I agree with the keep your baby mama out the locker room one. I, agree with that one. <laughs> I definitely agree with that one. Or somebody's gonna go to court, but um, <laughs> or somebody's gonna go to court. <laughs> um. What would be my like number one advice? Yeah, it would uh, don't shit where you eat. Just don't fuck anything. Like you know, don't shit where you eat. So that's it. That's my number one advice. Don't I feel like that goes for any job place. Though. No, like, specifically wrestling God. though, because your mind has to be mentally there. You don't want to be thinking. Plus, you want to be aggressive. You want to be a, a monster beast in there. You don't want to be all soft. Dude. Don't shit where you eat. I I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's fun. It's funny because, you know, like I said, I swear to God, I feel like this applies for both in life and in wrestling because I swear, man, I've seen it. I work at the I work at the post office and I've seen this happen a few times. And let me just tell you, it never ends well. Like unless you're like full on married or whatever, like it never ends well. And so I'm convinced I don't care whether it's wrestling, whether it's fighting, whether it's whatever. That shit don't never work. Don't work in fighting either, because then if you train together or they come to the gym, then there's always the temptation of other motherfuckers that way either. So, like I said, in my opinion, I feel like that is a good rule any way it goes. So, I appreciate the time. I see you trying to get your hours in and all that stuff, so we appreciate yeah, no, you still coming through. About to end. That's why I was like, oh, see, no, me? no, you're straight. No, I got you. You're straight. We appreciate the time, so I will leave the floor to you. If you've got any last words for your opponent or anybody who's on the fence to watch NWA, Sam Hain, let them know what time it is. Is it Sam Hain or Sal Wayne? Because I'm like, I don't know how to. It's spelled S A M H A I N, so I'm guessing Google, Sam Hain, but Google I don't know. Pronounces it Sal Wayne. Okay, so I could be saying it wrong. I could totally I be saying it wrong, but I, I'm not sure to be honest. I, when they came up with the name of it, I was, I don't know if I was the only one thinking that, but I was like, what the hell is? <laughs> it's I'm on be it. A I have to talk about it, and I still don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, so at least I don't feel bad, all right? Because I honestly didn't know. I was wondering if you did. No, I didn't. It's all good. But the pay-per-view is going to be badass. You know, we got Pat, we've got your match. We've got past guests of the show, EC3, defending the NWA belt. Like I said, let everybody know what time it is for this weekend and what they're going to see between you and Kenzie Page. 
You're going to see a five-star match with the five-star athlete, Ruthie J. And I'm going to come out on top with the NWA World Women's Championship. Because you forgot to say world last time. You kept saying women's champion. It's NWA World Women's Champion. The world. Yes. World. Mundo. Top flight security of the world, Craig. <laughs> I appreciate it. We'll definitely do it again soon when yeah. you got more time on your hands. Get your dollars. Let them let them know where to find you real quick before we get out of here. You can find me on Instagram at Ruthie underscore all underscore smiles. You can find me on Twitter at Superior Queen, Queen with the W. You can find me on Facebook at Ruthie J. You heard it. Hit the follows. Hit all those things. Make sure you're checking out our sponsors in the links. Potter's Tree Service. And if you're on millions.co, shout out to Bruce Buffer. Go buy a damn shirt. In the meantime and in between time, check us back out tomorrow, 9 p.m. We got the Southern Six coming through. Hit the motherfucking button. Peace.